have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be talking 90 Day OG. So I know I missed last week's OG toe and last resort, but I'm trying to get back on track. Lots going on, personally speaking, but yeah. So before we hop into 90 day, there don't we don't really actually have a whole lot to report um that I have anyways. Um but Miona and Jabri broke up. Womp womp, don't care. But I figured maybe someone out there does. So there you go. They broke up. Anyway. Um so of course, as always, the memes will be posted probably prior to this being released. It's probably going to get posted tonight after I record, but before you get it. So all of the memes will be there for this episode on our socials. Um, but again, there are as always, you know, a few of the, you know, some some memes that I still want to bring to everyone's attention that I think is funny or informational. So let's get into it. So one meme says, Dr. Gino and Naked Gino are going to haunt me in my dreams. Agreed. And no one asked for any of this. Another meme, this is from the official 90 day um, Twitter account. Many travelers at the airport had their phones out sneaking photos and videos of Nikki as they believe she was a famous celebrity. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, next one that I found, I think, again, is perfect. Two teen children, your mama doesn't know your whereabouts, and your fiancé wants you to open up more. My boy, you're moving like a mystery. 
I'm trying to like him. And at times I do, but at most times I don't. Again, this one is from the official 90 day um, account. Nikki met her best friend Chanel uh, 15 years ago in a dance battle between each other and a New York nightclub. <laughs> Way to start a friendship. Also, Jasmine said her background as a literature teacher is what inspired her to try out role-playing with Gino. What? I mean... What? <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, but that is all I'm going to read on the, on the podcast. Everything else will be on the socials again, as mentioned. And yeah, so let's hop into it. The reason that we are here, 90 Day OG Season 10, Episode 3, To Witness the Beginning. I hate these titles. I really do. But anyways, Gino and Jasmine. We see that Gino has cleaned the comforter of dust and bedbugs and whatever else. And then Jasmine says that she has a surprise for him and she goes into the bathroom and, you know, he's kind of going through her underwear, I guess. And he's kind of like, Jasmine, he brought so much underwear women need underwear that's how you know he's nasty you want to bet he doesn't actually like he doubles up on his you know what i'm gonna stop (laughs) so she then comes back out in this nurse outfit and yeah he's like look at you and he just yeah he's like with like your Big ones sticking out, and he's like pointing to her boobs. Listen, you are a grown ass man who should be able to say boobs. Boobs. Like, seriously, they're boobs, Ed. Isn't that the line in Aaron Brockovich? They're boobs. It's, it's fine. Like, anyway. So then she gives him um like a doctor's outfit and says that he's Dr. Gino and she has a hat for this and everything and she came prepared or she picked an outfit like a doctor's costume um knowing that I would have a hat so then she admits here, which again, we kind of found out during the tell-all and B90, that because of the rejuvenation surgery, they really did struggle to have sex when he was in Panama. She's now admitting that that's maybe why they didn't have sex as often as she wanted them to when you were yelling at him because he wouldn't have sex with you, but really it was because your punani is too tight and he can't fit it in. Okay, that is, as Tyler would say, that is toxic behavior. So then he comes back out and because she says, you know, that there's an emergency and he 
opens the door. He's like, did you say an emergency? And I'm like, there's nothing remotely sexually attractive about this man. But anyway, and then they're on the bed and they're, you know, doing their thing. And she pulls out, I think before actually they went into the bed, pulls out what I think is a butt plug. I think it's a butt plug. I'm pretty confident it is. And um, he's like, well, you know, I can try to use it. Wait, who's trying to use the butt plug? Is it her or is it him? Because I feel like it's easy peasy lemon squeezy if he's the one putting it in her and not vice versa. But whatever. So Coco is there just staring at them as they're getting down and dirty, I guess. And um, he hops onto the bed and they're like, no, Coco. And they take him outside and he's like, just give me a minute. And Jasmine's like, a minute? I clock that too because I literally said that a minute. That's it. Try a little more, sir. Yep, I'm... I know what it's like to have a dog um, get in the way. I don't have a dog, but I did sleep with a guy who did (laughs) multiple times. And uh, yeah, anyway. But um, I guess they got stuff done because the next day they say that the night went well. And hopefully now they can be able to have more sex and continue this greatness between them. And, you know, obviously that she's there so they can have sex more often. She says she'd be good to have sex three days a day, three times a day if she could. Um, but she'd be good with a week if need be. And once a week. And he um says, you know, as long as we don't fight, then we're good. And she says, well, as long as you fuck me, we'll be fine. That's all, that's all it takes. But anyway, so, um, now they're going to be going downstairs to get some food. And she's looking at this loaf of bread that he has. And it's a loaf of bread that has honey in it. I didn't even know that's something you could get. Why? If you really want to have honey or something, like, first of all, I don't, I actually don't use honey very often. I used to put like honey in tea or whatever, but I actually don't even do that anymore. But I don't understand why you need to have added sugar, though natural, but it's still added sugar to a loaf of bread. Uh, blew my mind but well maybe he doesn't realize he said he just got that loaf of bread but he doesn't seem to realize and obviously maybe doesn't know the definition of what veganism means is she is a vegan she cannot have this bread because there is honey in it now i think a lot of people maybe don't know or maybe don't think about it and i will admit 
I was one of those people, but I actually had coworkers who were vegan. And one of my coworkers who was a really good friend um, of mine who, you know, we would call vegan because <laughs> it was just a nickname that we had for him. It was nothing ill will or anything like that. But he um, would explain that what that means and what you can and cannot eat. And then I had another coworker again, who is, or was a coworker of mine who did, who was vegan as well and would talk about those things. So I'm fortunate enough to know that any animal byproduct is considered um, something that a vegan can't eat. And honey is an animal byproduct because it comes from bees. And any way that doesn't harm or hurt an animal is the way that vegans eat. So technically, honey or taking honey from a, from bees is hurting them because that is their food source. That is their livelihood. And we're taking it away from them because we're horrible human beings. And, you know, that's, and again, I don't, I didn't eliminate honey out of my life for that reason. I'm not a vegan. I was more about the sugar and just eliminating that from as much as I can, where I can. Um, so that's really all it was about for me. But I know this about vegans. So when I saw this, I'm like, but she's vegan. She can't eat that. And so she says to him, she's like, there's honey in this. I can't eat this. And he's like, why not? Like a child. She literally has to say to him, I'm vegan. This is honey. It's like, where, where does honey come from? And he says bees. She's like, okay, what are bees? And I feel like he only says insects to justify the reason for getting the honey bread. But he has exactly what he says. He says insects. And he's like, yeah. she's like, yeah, animals. Honey comes from animals and I can't eat this. So she says for her, being a vegan is pretty much like a religion for her. She takes being a vegan very seriously. And the idea of her being with somebody who actually isn't just even, not even just vegan, but is an omnivore. Maybe she said more of a carnivore than an omnivore. And because it doesn't, usually want to work out well for her, but she's kind of hoping that she can get him to be a vegan. Now, you can't make anyone become a vegan. Everyone has to do things their way. And again, you have to make sure your eating habits or what your lifestyle decisions are when it comes to food and nourishing yourself is safe for you to do. Like for me, it wouldn't be safe for me to do it for a multitude of reasons. Um, my mom tried being vegetarian years ago. Didn't work out well for her either. She was literally told to not eliminate meat from her diet. You can cut back, but not eliminate. Um, so, you know, everyone has to go through that themselves. And not to mention, if he wants to be an omnivore, 
then allow him to be an omnivore. He needs to make that decision himself. And you can't force veganism on anybody. And I think, unfortunately, we have seen veganism be very much pushed onto society over the years. Um, I mean, all the power to you if you're able to do it and continue doing it for a long time and be happy with those decisions and be able to nourish yourself and be, be good in that decision. I personally couldn't do it for, again, lots of reasons, and one of those reasons being health. Anyway, back to this. So now she says, after they've made their breakfast, they sit down and they're eating, and she's like, you know, I really think we need to have a new stove because it took us so long to cook this. And and then he kind of is like, okay, now you want a new stove and you want new bedroom furniture and you want to change things up around in the house. And we just, he's thinking, we just don't have that. And he then says, listen, I want to tell you something. I wanted to be able to spend as much time with you as I can you know, during this time or whatever. And he says that I couldn't picture going to work all day while you're here by yourself. So I ended up quitting my job before you came. They, he says that they will basically be living off of his savings until he goes back to work. She's upset. And what we didn't even think of before that she brings up in this moment is um, this is going to jeopardize the chances for my children um, to get here. And she, which, again, very true. If he's going to be sponsoring her kids and potentially now Liz is part of the mix now, her sister. Um, if he's going to be sponsoring them up, how are you going to do that when you can't show you have income? Your savings isn't enough. So I don't know what he's thinking by quitting his job. And Obviously, things are going to be tough for them to live. I don't know how much saving this, savings this guy has. I know being an engineer, you make quite a bit of money. But this man has really only been consistently working since maybe the last couple of years at the very most. Because we all remember from the first season with them, he had lost his job due to COVID. So what? I can imagine you have a whole lot of savings right now. You have to pay for just to live. Mortgage or rent, actually. I think he's renting. Um, just things you need for daily living. Uh, it's a really good thing she cut her hair. Um, <laughs> so, she says 
that um, you should have told me before you did this. And he explains that he did this to help her. And she says he, again, as I mentioned, jeopardizing their chances to get her kids here. Um, and she says, listen, because he says, like, you know, we'll figure out the wedding and everything like that. And she's like, the wedding is the least of my concerns right now. You know, because there's, there's, there's other things along with your children. So then she starts crying and she's saying that she's just so stressed. And he says, trust me, everything is going to be okay. So we'll see. Everything's going to be okay. But next with them, they're going to be um, going to a spa. Is this a good idea when you have no job, Gino? Like, anyway. And poor Coco, again, is just told to take care of the home. He's always left behind and said, take care of the home. I don't know what you think this little pup squeak is going to do to take care of the home. But anyway, um, I love Coco. Don't mind me. He's cute. Yeah. So, anyway. He feels sad, he says, about her reaction to him quitting his job. How else do you want her to react? You know, again, like, I, I don't know how you want her to react. Especially when you're, okay, because I, I don't know from a different perspective, but my, the, the running joke with my ex-husband was, he would just quit jobs left, right, and send her without a backup plan, without something else to fall back on. He would just quit his job because he could. And one time he quit his job, he was out of work for a while. And it's, I understand in this case, Gina was trying to do something self, selfless. And, you know, not even so selfish, but he's just trying to do something for her and think of her. And I think the idea is really nice and is really sweet. I don't want to take that away from him. He's doing something that I think a lot of people wouldn't and couldn't. But you at least speak to her first before you do this and you talk about the finances and you talk about whether or not this is feasible. If he needs to take a month off or whatever the case may be in order to make sure she's fine, then great. But, you know, and again, it's not like he's getting a lot of money from this freaking show. We already know they only make a thousand an episode. I mean, he's been in every episode (laughs) for a bit now, and he probably just got a payday from B90. So it's just like, I, that's still not enough. I couldn't survive on a thousand dollars an episode. And again, you're you're let's say again, you only end up on three out of the four episodes that get aired a month, you're only making three thousand dollars. And I'm sure if you're Gino and Jasmine and you're smart, you can negotiate something better, but it's not enough. I make more than three thousand dollars a month at my day job. You know what I mean? So it's just like I yeah. Yeah. You need to talk to her about this before you make this kind of decision. 
And she's also going to say that she realizes that, you know, we'll get to it, but if he had spoken to her about this decision and the fact that he was going to do this, then you should have had that discussion with her long before you actually did it. So um, he kind of says, well, you know, everyone lives on a budget and it's possible we can do. It's not just about that. And she literally says, at least to us anyways, that it's not about whether or not you can live on a budget. It's everything else. And he thinks that she, like, he's concerned that he wouldn't be able to afford the luxuries that she's used to. And it's like, I get that, but that's at least not what she's telling us. And I believe her. I do. My girl just cut her hair. That's half the battle. Um, so, um, he says he has a hat for all occasions and he has a spa hat and they're getting massages, couples massage. And the woman, I guess, was getting close to her butt. And she's like, well, it hurts, it hurts. And, you know, not the butt. And he's like, what's wrong with your butt? Like, why does, why does it hurt? And she kind of goes on to say, well, remember how I asked you about getting butt plants and you told me not to, but then I ended up doing it anyways? Yeah. Yeah, I got butt implants. And he's like, what? Like, why would you do that? Right? And then she says, you know, it feels better to tell him, but she is also saying that, you know, she kind of hopes like he doesn't get mad at her. And I mean, again, kind of similarly to what I said about her reaction. What did you expect? (laughs) What did you expect? And, um, so then he says, it's like, when did you do this? You have to recover. Like, when did this happen? And she says, well, remember when I told you that I had COVID? I actually didn't have COVID. I, um, I was recovering. You told your fiance that the reason you weren't going out running was because you had COVID. That's a fucking, wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so then he kind of says like, okay, so how much did you spend on it? Like $5,000? And she's like, go up. He's like, $8,000? And eventually he gets to the magic number of $10,000. So he says, like, we could have used that, which is fair. Could have definitely used that. Then again, you could have just not quit your job. But anyways, yeah. But again, of course, like, there are certain things that I would like, I would not imagine wasting my money on that. Because I can use that for something else than fucking pet implants. But, um, mm, that's what she did. And he says, why would you make this decision without talking to me. Pot, meat kettle. Are you kidding, Gino? You literally made a decision that actually 
probably more impacts your lifestyle and your daily living than Jasmine going and getting butter plants. So, um, you want to talk about, she should have talked to you first. Shaylee, she actually asked you about it and then did it. So you were somewhat aware that she wanted these butt implants. She wasn't even at all aware that you wanted to quit your fucking job. So really, sir, idiot. Anyway, then he asked the uh, magic question, which is going to lead us into um, the perfect, the perfect, this is the perfectness of what is about to happen with their storyline. And I hope to hell my 90 day follows through on this, but here we go. He asks, where did you get the money? And she tells him that, well, you know, that you, uh, she says, I had, so here we go. So she says, I had savings, but I also used the money that you gave me for the wedding dress. And he, you know, has been, you know, he's up, first of all, he's upset about this. And he says, I've been supporting her and, and helping her because, you know, she's not working. Gino, again, can we direct you to the reason she's not working? And that's because of you. So, oh well. Um, so yeah, she recognizes that it was a lot of money. Um, now because now she knows we're fucking broke because you wouldn't quit your fucking job. Um, but she didn't realize it was a lot of money then, and she just thought, you know, he would be happy about this. She says, like, she did this because, you know, he loves her butt and her butt was gone. And he, you know, she wants to make sure that she was, he was still going to be actually attracted to her. Um, she's very much about making sure that she is, continues to be sexually attractive to him, which is so sad because I feel like you should be doing something like, because you're happy about it and it's something you want to do. and fuck what your man thinks really and truly if he can't love you and the ups and the downs then he doesn't deserve you but i think at the same time she doesn't allow gino to ever go through that and see where that takes them you know but anyway so he then he gets up and he says to her what is wrong with you Oof. telling her that that was a selfish decision to be making, which I don't disagree. Um, but again, Zoe was quitting her job without telling her. Um, and he tells her, this is what I am worried about. You're not just spending money to spend money. That's, you know, he says that that's what he's worried about with, with marrying her, I guess, or... I don't know. Then, um, I think at that point he leaves the room and she then says that because he is so mad that there is no way, now this is it, this is it, there's no way she's telling him where she got the remaining $2,000, which 
was from Dane Dan. Dane Dan is going to come back. He better. If 90 Day fucks me on this, I'm going to be so mad. No, fuck this up, 90 Day Fiance. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bring Dane Dan back. You didn't get this Dane Dan on the tell-all. We better get some Dane Dan. And then I better get Dane Dan on the tell-all this time. You got one more chance. One more chance. But that's it for Gino and Jasmine uh, for this week. Next we have Nikki and Igor Justin. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not calling him Justin because it's not his name. Igor. <laughs> Igor Justin. Justin Igor. Justin Igor. I like that. Justin Igor is what we'll call him. So, um, we see her packing and her friend Chanel, who we mentioned on the top of the episode, is here. She's going to be taking her to the airport. And we find out here that the last time they had the visa and he came, she sent him back. I don't like that line, but he went back to Moldova on day 89, according to Nikki. Ooh, wow. Um, but, um, Chanel kind of says that she gives him, Igor, Justin Igor, gives him an allowance. What? She... I thought he had a job. He was a personal trainer. So why does he have enough an allowance? We'll get there. So um, she says that you know she's had sugar daddies. Nikki has. So it's kind of weird for her that now she's become the sugar mama to him. And the reason apparently that I don't care remember if it's her who tells us this, or if it was Nikki who tells us this at some point, but it's because if he wants to get any sort of procedure done, um, Nikki pays for it. I fucking can't. (laughs) Oh my god. And this makes me feel sad because it's like sad and not in like Oh, I feel bad for you, sad, but sad in the sense that she clearly is really grasping in a weird way to keep this man happy or keep him with her. I don't I don't know, but it's just like he barely wants to sleep with you when you guys are together and makes comments of or will later make comments about having someone younger involved. Um And you also then don't want to have her out at certain times of the day, which again, we'll get to a little in a little bit. This man doesn't seem to really love nor care for her. So I don't understand. And it's not that, you know, I know some, you know, when we see European people, um, really do express themselves very differently. They're a little harder around the edges. But when we see someone and the only other Moldovan that we can compare him to, Andre, Andre, the only person we can compare them to right now is them. 
it is him. And there is no doubt in my mind at any point that we have seen Andre. That man loves and cares for Libby. He would jump in front of a bus, train, anything for her and his family. There was never a doubt. I always felt that man loved her. I don't feel that way for Justin Yor. I don't feel that way for him. I don't feel like he would ever jump in front of a plane or a train or whatever to protect Nikki. I never feel that way. I'm not saying that anyone should ever do that, but it's it's just, you know, if you love someone, you want to protect them and you want to express your love to that person. So like, I don't, I just don't see that. And I don't know if it's because he, I think, and I hate to say this, but I think this is the, the, unfortunately what we're seeing here. I think in so many ways he has the ick and he's trying to trudge his way through it. And I don't know why, but he is. And I think that's what's happened. But I think again, Nikki is a beautiful woman. I mean, you know, surgeries aside. But I think at the end of the day, she's still a beautiful woman. I don't care what she was born as versus what she is. I don't care about any of that because I feel like, again, from the other side of things, if it was the other way around, like, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe if, know, maybe if somebody else from somewhere else, it would have been different. But I, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel for her. Anyway, she's off now. She's headed to Moldova. And then we see him kind of just getting ready to go pick her up. And um, she's landed. And we see her pulling up Darcy in the bathroom and she mentions here that like I think she's like brushing her teeth or Listerine or something but she basically says oh you know he could suck on my tongue not that he was though because he kisses like an 80 year old man (laughs) listen if I was with someone who kissed me and fucked like an 80 year old man um, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. And I feel like even at 47, I'm still not going to ever be ready for that. So, um, I was starting to wonder why is she with him? Like, what is she holding on to? I feel like she can get anyone that she wants. Who also isn't going to give a shit that she's a trans woman in the sense of, you know, make that stop them the way that I feel like he's trying to make it stop him. Like, I don't know. But, um, and then, you know, she gets there. She see each other. They hug. And I always look at whether or not I feel like your first meet on this show is oozing love and it's genuine and all of that. I didn't feel that. I felt it from her, but I didn't feel it from him. When they looked at his face when she's like hugging him, it's like he wanted to crawl out of his skin. That's how he felt. 
And again, I just hate that for her because I'm just, God, I don't understand. But anyway, so then we see, um, him trying to get her suitcase into his trunk and it's not fitting. And she tells him that, so he got her flowers and she tells him that he wrapped the flowers in the trans colors. So that's, I don't think he did that on purpose. And I don't think he meant to do that on purpose. I think this is how it turned out. But, so I don't want to give him credit where the credit really isn't due. But anyways, um, so then they're driving and there is two malls. I don't know if there's two malls in all of Moldova or just two malls in, where are they in Krishnau? I don't want to say wrong, but I can't remember exactly where they are. Um, so I don't know if there's two malls there, but there's one mall and it's called Maldova. What the fuck? Maldova. Um, mall. It's Maldova, but you still wanted to say Maldova. Because again, that's just, they, le- they leaned into it. So let's be real. Um, so the engagement party that they're planning for while she is there, I think his family will be there, but he says he'll probably be small um, and let's have some of his close friends. And um, it seems that not all of his friends want to meet Nikki for, I guess, the obvious reason. Um, and again, I just say, what to you? who he's with or who he's sleeping with or whatever. What's it to you? I understand culturally this is abnormal, I guess, for them. But this is so fucked up to me. I don't give a shit about religion as be open-minded. God created them like this. This is who they are. Who fucking cares? It's ridiculous to me. Um... So now they're going to be going to a cafe, and he says, "Let um, I'm gonna let you go in front of me so that I can look at your ass." She has a great ass. Um, so he says, even though like he's fine with things, as so he says, it still makes him nervous because he thinks that everyone knows that she's trans. So she kind of says here that, because he kind of asks like how the travels were and everything like that. And she says, you know, it was tough going through immigration um, because I guess based on how she was dressed, um, they thought maybe she was a hooker because they asked, are you here for work or pleasure? And she's like, oh, you think I'm a hooker? Okay. And according to, to uh, Justin Igor, he, um, he says that how Nikki dresses isn't how people in Moldova dress. 
People in Moldova tend to dress very conservative during the day and kind of dress more like Nikki at night. That's what he says. So he's not fully surprised by the reaction of immigration. Um, He then tells her, you know, I think it will be better to do our plans in the daytime instead of in the nighttime. So make that make sense. Make that make sense because you literally have said that she doesn't dress appropriately in the daytime and she might fit better in the nighttime. But then you tell her, let's do our plans in the daytime and avoid the nighttime. Now, Nikki has one theory. My theory is, is he just trying to trap her in a room where he's not going to fuck her anyways? Like, I'm just trying to explain. Because you're not sleeping with her because for whatever fucking reason. So I don't, I just don't understand the logic. But her theory is probably a little better because she first asked him, like, why? Like, why do you want to hide me? And he says, um, because of her makeup and because of how she dresses. So then why wouldn't she go on a nighttime <laughs> instead of the daytime? I'm so, I'm so confused by his logic. I don't get it. Um, and he literally then says to her, because first, first she says, is it because I look like a man? Um, and then he says, um, no, it's because you look like a porn actress. And then she's like, okay, well, I guess that's better than me looking like, better looking like a porn actress than me looking like a man. And he says, no, you look like a trans porn actress. Mm. Oh my God. Listen, I don't, I can see on her face how offensive that was to her. And I feel in my heart it was offensive. But when what he's describing is exactly what we are thinking, and it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you say that to her? This is supposed to be your fiancé, and you're telling her, she looks exactly like something that she doesn't really want to look like. The reasons that she hid who she was earlier in her life. Are you... <sighs> My God, I can't believe he said that to her. And you can tell she's very hurt by his words. I don't... Yeah. So, um... He says he worries about her safety more than anything. And she then says, you know, 17 years ago, I didn't look like this or sound like this. I sound like a trucker, she says. And she says, my body is banging. So what is the problem? And she says, like, you shouldn't care about what people think or care about she says you are not showing me um or hiding me in the dark she kind of says like she worries he 
you know, might be cheating on her with someone of the night. And that was her theory. And I'm thinking that's a good fucking theory because with everything that he is saying, he completely flips it. It's the weirdest thing. So, I mean, I don't know. It's very weird. But anyway, that's basically it now for Nikki and just Nigor. <laughs> but we're going to take a break here. Um, and then when we come back, we are going to be jumping in with Sophie and Rob. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop, and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A, and use our unique coupon code REALITY2, that's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A, and the number 2. And we're back. So, next we are going to be talking about Sophie and Rob. So, not much here really to discuss in comparison with the others. But uh, the first thing I want to say is it never rains in LA. Is he okay? Because I feel like it must rain at some point. Yeah, no. Like, didn't LA just recently, or California in general, just recently get, like, flooding? Was it flooding? Pretty sure it was flooding. Like, really? Really, Rob? Okay. Anyway. Um, so they had sex. <laughs> but, um, see, this was, this was kind of gross for me. Because she says that she was really tired, obviously jet-lagged. And I don't think she actually wanted to have sex. I think she wanted to just relax, get some sleep, maybe try this again next day. But he kind of forced the issue. Um, because she kind of says, like, he woke her up and was like, nah, like, let's have sex. Listen. <laughs> like, I understand, like, maybe you want to get your dick wet and everything, but if, if someone says, I am too tired, I don't want to have sex because she literally just flew for hours and it's like a different time for her than it is currently. So she's tired and you basically say, 
nah, you're, we're gonna fuck. You're disgusting. Like, you're, you don't care about her. You don't, I, I do not like him every time I see this man. I like him less and less. And it's gonna get worse. So let's just continue. So, um, apparently, according to this fuck turd, he thinks that it's bougie that she has an expectation of having a bathroom in her apartment. So she's bougie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's not bougie. I think that's just something that everyone expects. You know? I don't think that's bougie request. So that's the thing is like he piggybacks on things that she says. And one of those things obviously being her, her coming from wealth. But she also later tells us that she doesn't ask her family for money, that she's been supporting herself and wants to support herself and not depend on her family's wealth. I feel like this fucking guy is using her. I feel like he expects that if she's in dire need of something, that her family's going to bail her out of it, even though her family hasn't been bailing her out of anything. And he expects that that should happen. Like, I feel like he's fucking using her. It's disgusting to me because here's this guy who's nearly 10 years older than she is. And I think he is thinking he can use and abuse her. And I really feel like she's maybe has some insecurities, unfortunately. I think she has some battles she needs to battle in terms of her sexual orientation. Um or those that's orientation, her sexual preferences. And I think that, you know, it's just, he's, he's, he's disgusting to me. Well, let's continue. So, um, so he says that because she's bougie for expecting a bathroom in her apartment, um, he's going to bring her down to earth. I, no, sir, no thank you. I don't need you to bring me down to anything. But then, um, in her, in the moment, this was a little funny, so I have to give him this, but she's kind of like talking about how she's feeling, and we just see him kind of like walking behind her, and she kind of stops, and she's like, ooh, but she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. So I'm away. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, he says that he doesn't want to feel inadequate. And that the fact that she wants to move, it's going to get old, he says. Now, I can understand maybe you not feeling inadequate, but I don't think she's trying to make you feel inadequate. I think she just wants to feel safe in her home and be able to have a bathroom, you know, I don't know, across from her bedroom. I don't think that's, you know, a bougie request, as he says. So in the next scene, we see that they're going to be going to Venice Beach. 
And she said she would love to live near the beach. Now, the beach is also his happy place and the reason that he decided to move to Los Angeles. So, this is where we find out from her that she doesn't ask nor get money from her family. She says that she's been supporting herself. Then, um, we hear that he's getting notifications on his phone. And this bothers her because she is getting triggered from the fact that he cheated on her before. Now I'm confused. I don't know if this is the photo that he got while on the beach or if this was a photo he got when the cheating situation happened. You know, this is something he got while they were on the beach. But apparently he's getting messages or he's getting like notifications on a group that he's in. I don't know which group this is, but he apparently got a picture of a woman dressed up as Dora the Explorer, but instead of the regular shorts we see Dora in, this one's wearing booty shorts. Well, um, she's not too thrilled about this. She says that uh, she is jealous, um, but more so probably just really insecure, like I said, because it's cheating. So then the next day they are walking the dog. And she does admit that she feels bad for taking his phone while they were on the beach, she does respect his privacy, which is so mature in comparison to other people who are twice her age. Um, so she had um, another long-term relationship, she says, and that also ended in him cheating on her eight different times. Jesus Christ, why do, why do men suck? Why, why do men suck? Seriously. Anyway. So then she brings up uh, Rob's cheating. And this fucking guy immediately says, why can't you just get over it? What? Why, why can't you just get over it? Listen. I can... I'm not going to be the person who judges her for staying with him. I've done it. You can work through things. But you can't work through things when the person who you're trying to work things with, who is the cheater, is literally saying, why can't you just get over it? What? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't cheat on you. Okay, so... Clearly, his definition of cheating is different than everyone else's definition of cheating. But cheating doesn't just mean physically having sex with somebody. Cheating is emotionally cheating. Maybe for some people, flirting. Um, and, you know, sending sexual videos to another person where clearly you were, from my understanding, performing a sexual act and you sent that to somebody else. That is cheating. I'd be damned if my man were to do a 
let's be very real, jerk himself off and then send it off to somebody else. No, 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 no. That's fine. (laughs) You're not sharing that with anyone else but me. So in my mind, that is cheating. And that's clearly in her mind, it's cheating as well. So instead of him owning his shit and understanding that, you know, this is something that clearly bothers her. I don't know if they were ever able to have this conversation while in person with each other, or this is the first time actually having this conversation. But instead of him just owning his shit and listening to what she has to say, he then has to say, yeah, but you were on Bumble and what's his face saw you on Bumble. Yeah, you also told what's his face that she was on the front side of the app. Maybe she clicked over by accident. You're literally defending her to him, but then to her, you're not having her back or listening to what she has to say. No, you're literally trying to say, well, you did this. You just said a second ago that wasn't a problem, sir. So why is it a problem now? Because she's airing your shit out. So you think, well, let me air you out again? Like, no, no. Now, do I think it's weird? Maybe. But then again, that's me because I've never seen a dating app have a friend side to it. Then there very rarely is that the case, but clearly this is something that is available to someone. Clearly as someone who's never been on Bumble nor has been on a dating app for now years, um, I knew about this. I knew that this was an option. So stop, stop it. Because what she did or didn't do really and what you did is not the same thing. Now, does she have something she needs to tell him? Yes, she does. And I do wonder if that's what it's more about for her, but I don't know. I can't speculate to that degree. But I'm just like, it's not the same thing. So what you end up deciding to do instead of just listening to her is deflecting your responsibilities onto her, which is just a classic case of a narcissist. We can never go a season without one jackass being a narcissist, I guess. He loves himself so much. He thinks he's hot shit. He thinks he's all that and a bag of fucking chips. And he thinks that he can do no wrong and he didn't cheat on you. Let me, instead of only my shit, let me deflect onto you. You think it, she, he gaslights her by saying you're bougie for wanting a bathroom in your apartment and think that it's unusual for someone, I guess, to have a bathroom in their apartment. Um, he is a narcissist, which makes me hate him even more. This is great. Anyway, I want her to run. I don't want her to marry this fucking guy. I agree with her mother. He is a knob. <laughs> and um, I think it deserves a lot better. I really do. It ain't him. I don't care who it is, but it's not him. But anyway, that's it for Robin Sophie for this week. Okay, so last but not least, we have Ashley and Manuel. So, they, um, 
had amazing sex the night before she tells us. And she just, I don't like this too much either. But she says that they express their love through sex. So they may, you know, be upset or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter because they'll just bang it out, she says. So here's here's maybe why I don't like it and maybe it triggers me a little bit. Because that's how it used to be with me and my ex. We wouldn't communicate with each other, talk about things, to try and rectify those things. Because guess what? After the sex, those problems were still there. It doesn't eliminate the problems. You're just ignoring the problems for however long you guys are having sex for. It doesn't, it doesn't get better. It doesn't work. And that is why I don't like it. It doesn't get you anywhere. Because I think there are a lot of red flags with him that she's choosing to ignore. Why, I don't know. But anyway, so they're going to be going to the grocery store. And um, she says that they're going to be doing this because her fridge is empty. Because she decided to wait for him before going and buying groceries. Why? Would you do that? That's so weird to me. Anyway, um, I don't think he's ever seen baby carrots. And he says that's just laziness. Um, I, I don't really care about the laziness of using baby carrots. I just hate baby carrots. They are disgusting. Whoever invented baby carrots needs to be thrown in jail. Um... So then she shows him the vegan food aisle, and I'm confused because I'm wondering, is she vegan? Because he isn't. So why are you showing him the vegan food aisle? It's weird. But anyway, so they are going to be having dinner with her mom later that night. And she asks him whether or not he has spoken to his mom. And no, he has not spoken to her. He hasn't told her that he is in the in the States. And he says, I just don't know what to tell her. How about mom? I'm in New York. Wow. You know? Anyway... He just says he doesn't want to stress her out. Now, I think you don't want to stress yourself out. I think this is more about the fact that you don't want to confront the fact that you lied to your mom and your family. I think it's more about that. Just just call it what it is. Anyway, Ashley obviously is totally against all of this. And then we find out from Ashley biggest revelation (laughs) so far and that is he has teenage kids he has two teenage sons and she doesn't even know if they know about her and the fact that she is going to become their stepmom 
I don't think you can become someone's stepmom if you haven't even met them. I don't even know if she's met them. That's, that's actually another interesting factoid is, has she met his kids? I'm, ass- I don't, I'm assuming she's met his mother, so... So yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that, but anyway. So she bought him clothes. And she says, listen, I don't care where you wear, but it's important that we match. Why? See, this is the thing. If you're concerned about matching with your partner for a dinner with your mother and your sister and her husband then your maturity levels are not ready to be married. This is so immature, I feel, on her part. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Ma'am, stop it. You're 33 or whatever old you are, woman, and you're concerned about matching? So fucking... I mean, maybe I'm just different, but I feel he should be uh, entitled to his, I don't know, independence and uh, individuality. But she says to him, no hats, which I do have to agree with. You're going to dinner. You're going to be in a restaurant. You shouldn't be wearing a dinner. So that I agree with. So her mom, Stacy, is her name. Her sister Sienna and her brother-in-law um, Samuel are here for dinner, and we find out here that her mom had her at sixteen. She's the oldest, and her mom says, "You know, now that you're here, we're going to be planning wedding and babies." Are babies and her mother says that she's getting old so when i heard her say she's getting old i thought she meant ashley which is like oh really you're gonna tell me that ashley who is 32 is getting old and i'm also 32 so then i guess i'm getting old are you kidding (laughs) but i think she meant she was getting old like the mom was getting old but again, no, you're not. No, you're not. She's 16, 32. She's younger than my mom. Because my mom had me young as well. My mom had me when she was 19. So she hasn't even hit 50s yet. So you're trying to tell me you're getting... Listen, my mom can't wrap her mind around becoming a grandmother at some point in the near future um in her early 50s so it's like my mother is perfectly okay with waiting to be a grandmother and what's different but what's the rush you know i think they have some bigger issues to deal with before having kids anyway he says that there is um a lot of time for that. Totally agree. And she's, this is where she says, no, you know, do it quickly. I'm getting old, blah, blah, blah. She, um, 
apparently, according to Ashley, will take other people's babies, like not steal them or anything like that, but she will babysit other people's babies and she'll be like, oh, I have a baby here. And she like, stop taking people's babies, you know? Um, but she says that she loves kids. So anyway, he tells her mother that he never told anyone that he was going to be leaving, which obviously we know. And he has felt that it was better to do it that way. Um, as we know, her mother is not happy about this. And Ashley doesn't like it either, again, as we know. But she is happy that despite the fact that her his family doesn't know that he's there, that he is there nonetheless, so she's happy about that. Which, again, I get it, but I'm always going to have this thing in the back of my mind of, you're here, your family doesn't even know you're out of the country. You know? So, he says that her mom just has to accept that's what he did. And, yeah. She doesn't have to accept shit. I mean, no one really has to accept anything that they don't think is, you know, what they believe in. And her mother doesn't believe in the fact that he didn't tell his family. His children don't even know he's out of the country. It is one thing to be away for three months to work, but you're working in in Ecuador. You're now going to be in the States where you potentially are not able to travel back to Ecuador for maybe another, for like two years. That's not the same thing. And you didn't tell your kids before you left. I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, that's tough for even your mother, but at least if you could have prepared them for the fact that, listen, I'm going to the States, I'm going to marry Ashley, and I may not be able to travel for like two years while I wait to get my green card or whatever. I think it's the green card you'll need to have and potentially an American passport and all of that. I might not be able to travel for about a minimum or at least two years. You need to repair your family for that. So the fact that he just didn't do that, it's, I don't even know how to feel about that. I really don't. I don't know whether to think that it's selfish or, you know, bad choice on his part. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I don't like it. That's all I do know. So now the next day they're walking Rico Suavik and she thinks that they will be best buds. It's good. And we find out here that Rico doesn't sleep on the bed anymore with them and that he sleeps um, under the bed now in a, his doggy bed or whatever. And producer Hasley does she miss having him in the bed with her and she says yes and no like I miss um I miss it because you know 
that's my child and whatever. But at the same time, I don't miss it because he's a cock block. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> um, anyway, so Manuel made dinner for them. And they kind of start talking about where he learned to cook. And then he learned to cook from his mother. And she says, you know, do you think it's time to call your mom? And he does eventually agree, hesitates to agree, but he does agree to um, do that. And he says that, you know, he was the one kind of supporting his family and he just didn't want to say goodbye because he was um, concerned that she would maybe of no fault of her own by any means, but he felt that she would kind of persuade him to change his mind and uh, not go. So then we see him calling her and she asks, you know, where are you? And he tells her that he is in New York. And he says here that, you know, things happen so fast that I just didn't have the chance to tell the family before he left. You know, everything happened, you know, as he least expected it, didn't. Um, I call absolute bullshit on everything. Absolute bullshit. I don't know how long everyone gets. I think, I don't know if, I think partially it depends on the country is my brief understanding. Um, again, Canada here does not have the K-1 visa. So, but I feel like you at least, let's say at minimum, you have a month. I feel like some places you have a month, places you might have 60 days, whatever the case may be. Let's say at minimum we have a month. Now, it's not a long time, but it's not fast. It's not as you least expected it. It's not of those things. You have fucking time to pack your shit up, spend time with your friends, your family, say your goodbyes, and leave. I don't buy it for a fucking minute. That's another fucking excuse. And it's funny because I think when he says this to her, he says this to her as Ashley has already left to leave him to speak to his mother. So it's not fast, in my opinion. Yes, the whole, you know, I think it become a reality, but this whole process takes a, probably about two years, give or take. You know it's happening. Didn't no one know you were doing this and that potentially you would be going? That was the goal anyways. Like I'm very confused by by him here. But anyway, she says you left without saying goodbye, which again, I agree with. And he says that he didn't tell her because... Again, it just happens when you least expect it. I kind of already said this. So she kind of descends this off by saying, don't forget your family that you left behind. I know we will see you again. It's kind of that because at that point, the 
a video cuts out, so I think maybe his mom lost internet connection, and he says that he does worry um, about not being able to provide for his family now that he is in the States, and I guess we'll see what happens maybe at some point if these guys get carried through past 90-day OG, but I mean, we've seen this before many, many times. We've seen this with like Tavara, Melanie, Chantel Pedro. Um, I'm sure lots of other people, but we've seen this many, many times before of they are expected to support their family. It's very much a thing in Jamaica. It's very much a thing as we've noticed in like the Dominican Republic, we haven't really had someone leave Ecuador before, so this is a first. But I think, again, very similar to just its Latin culture, I would think, to be able to provide for your family. I don't know how easy that's going to be for him. He is a construction worker, so maybe he will do fine once he's able to get his visa, his work visa. But I guess we'll see. But I do also wonder um, if that's going to become a bone of contention between him and Ashley. Like, I think she won't come in between him taking care of his kids for the time being while they are still minors. But I am curious to know what will happen once they become adults. And I do wonder how she's going to handle him supporting his mother or whatever other family members he's responsible or feels responsible for. It'll be interesting to see. Because I'm I'm the jury's still out on her. The jury's still out on her. I love the witchiness of it all, but the jury's still a little bit out on her, so we'll see. But that is it for 90 Day OG. And that's it for Ashley Manuel for this week. So next time on, we see Justin Igor <laughs> says that their relationship is isn't built or isn't as built on the physical, but more about the soul connection. You better find a way to have your two souls figure this shit out because. That does not work for Nikki. Hell, that wouldn't work for me either. I'm not saying that a relationship is only, only solely built on um, the physical. Absolutely not. They need to have that emotional connection and that mental connection and sure, the soul connection. But the physical needs to fit in there somewhere. I don't know where, but it needs to fit in. Maybe somewhere behind the emotional. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyway. And um, then we have a new couple of alerts, Devin and this new dude who I don't really know his name, I can't remember his name, um, but he calls her Piggy. This is the first white woman he's been with, he says, and this is a couple that needs to get permission in order to get married, and then 
Gina was really pissed about the blood implants. And Jasmine, we see her telling her sister, and this is the sister that um, was taking her to the embassy in the end of B90, um, about the fact that the $2,000 that she needed came from Dane Dan. And sister tells her she has to tell Gino. Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe make him play some butt bungles first and then, then break the news about Dane Dan's involvement in her butt. I do wonder if this is, <laughs> if this is, bef- if, he, if she tells him before or after, even, even if it's before, it doesn't even freaking matter, but we already know that during the tell all that it was maybe only a few days that she had been in the States when they filmed the tell all. So we know that she's still is in that beginning stage of telling him about the blood implants and then also about Dane Dan's involvement. He's going to lose his fucking mind. And I'm here for it. <laughs> and then Manuel, his family, apparently keeps calling Ashley. And she's worrying about this because she ends up telling her sister that they called nine times. Why are you playing on my phone? In the words of Ty, why are you playing on my phone? What the? Why? And she is wondering whether or not she he's using her in order to be here with his family, kind of similarly to what Louise did to Molly. So she thinks he's going to pull Louise on her. Well, if you need to worry about whether or not he's going to pull a Louise on you, most likely he is. We'll see, though. And then um, we find out that Sophie might not want to have kids. And Rob is losing his ever-loving mind about that. Um, that's not something he is willing to settle on. And I 100% understand that. If you want to have children the other person that you're with maybe doesn't want to have children, then you two are not meant to be together. But again, and I keep saying this every time, what the fuck do y'all talk about? Why would you propose to somebody who you haven't even found out whether or not they want to have children? But I do wonder if they have had this conversation and she kind of said, sure, like maybe, yeah, one day. But maybe she didn't mean it. So we'll see. We'll see. But that is it for an IDOG for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple Podcasts will be in the show notes. 
You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on, that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on my podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. If you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your heart's desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create 
clips you can do your ads that's just like this very one I'm doing right now and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons you can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy I highly highly recommend it you can get access to Aludu by using our unique link which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes and you can get access to an easy software